Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. No one, not even someone dreading taking Polyjuice Potion later, could fail to enjoy Christmas dinner at Hogwarts. The Great Hall looked magnificent. Not only were there a dozen frost-covered Christmas trees and thick streamers of holly and mistletoe crisscrossing the ceiling, but enchanted snow was falling, warm and dry from the ceiling. Dumbledore led them in a few of his favorite carols, Hagrid booming more and more loudly with every goblet of eggnog he consumed. Percy, who hadn't noticed that Fred had bewitched his prefect badge so it now read Pinhead, kept asking them what they were all snickering at. Harry didn't even care that Draco Malfoy was making loud, snide remarks about his new sweater from the Slytherin table. With a bit of luck, Malfoy would be getting his comeuppance in a few hours' time. Harry and Ron had barely finished their third helpings of Christmas pudding when Hermione ushered them out of the hall to finalize their plans for the evening. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. Yes. The best Harry Potter podcast on your feed. (laughs) (laughs) Today on Remember Harry Potter, we are talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. (gasps) The big one we've all been waiting for. (laughs) The Christmas Spectacular. Will the potion work? Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) What happened last time? Oh, a dueling club. (laughs) The dueling club. Uh, A snake talk reveal. And another attack. Double attack. On the worst possible person to be attacked, to be honest. (laughs) The one person who everyone's like, don't let Harry next to Justin. (laughs) I don't blame anybody for thinking that Harry's the heir of Slytherin. Justin is pretty ballsy, though, because everyone's like, stay in the common room. Like, we'll go do your homework for you while we gossip, (laughs) but you stay here. And, like, his friends have left him for, like, 45 minutes, and he's like, I'm going to go anyway. Is he on his way to the library? (laughs) I don't know where he was going or where he was leaving. I love him. All I I know is he was in the hallway, (laughs) the dark, deserted hallway. I'm not a huge fan of Justin. I think if I knew him in real life, I'd be like, shut up. Like, literally stop talking. Always. But... 
I don't mind him so much as like a peripheral character. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can lay in the door, the uh, <laughs> the corridor, the corridor, <laughs> and you can also lay in the hospital wing. <laughs> It's fine. So where we left off, Harry and McGonagall are taking the stone spiral staircase escalator. We need one of those. The stair escalator. <laughs> the spice staircase. Yes, the spice staircase. I'm just, I'm going to have a lot of sidebars. I'm going to try to keep them real small, but that's not fair. This is a class thing. Oh, yeah, because like... Harry walks in and he's like, this is the biggest and best office I've ever seen. But like, what about equal offices, Dumbledore? Not only that, but like, how do Dumbledore and whoever else get a spy escalator? And now the kids have to walk up 25 flights of moving stairs every day. <laughs> it's not fair. True. Good. Excellent point. <laughs> so they get up to Dumbledore's chambers and they knock on the huge oak door. And McGonagall <clears throat> leaves. Harry, uh, alone? There? Yeah, it's fine. No, it's not. Stop. MBD. People need to stop leaving Harry alone. <laughs> Period. He needs constant supervision. <laughs> well, she couldn't take him with her to go get Dumbledore from his bubble bath, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do know. I, I, I thought about that. I thought, what is Dumbledore doing? That she's like, stay here. Like, literally stay here, Harry. Do not come with me. Do not follow. She could have sat him in a chair. I feel like had Harry been offered a seat, he probably wouldn't have been so inclined to wander. He does wander because he looks around and he's like, whoa, I know I've been in lots of teachers' offices this year, but this (laughs) one's the best. He's too scared of being expelled to enjoy it very much, but he looks around anyway. And first of all, it's kind of like a Shapiro's where there's just like... You take the little thing and you and it has four balls hanging and you take one and it goes click, 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 click. There's like 400 of those types of things sitting around the office, but they're all magical. They all have a spell on them. And Harry's like, this is pretty cool. And then he turns and he sees the sorting hat. Ooh. And he, he literally, he has words for this hat, right? <laughs> He, gra- he grabs it. He's like looking around. He's like, are all of the old he- headmasters asleep? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs the sorting hat and he puts it on. It's still way too big. It, he's just like sitting and waiting patiently in the dark of the hat until it says, be in your bonnet, Harry Potter. And Harry's like, uh, yeah, I was just wondering. And then the hat guesses that he's wondering if he got sorted correctly. And then it's like, yes, I stand by what I said. You would have been great in Slytherin. And Harry's like, the fuck? Fuck you! Takes the hat off, puts it back on the shelf. Now, Harry is understandably upset about this little exchange. But Harry, like, he did not give the hat a chance to explain itself. The hat is a storyteller. We Mm -hmm. know this. The hat makes up a new... His whole job is to tell a story. He makes up a new song every year. He loves telling a story. So he's like, I stand by what I said. You would have been great in Slytherin. However, but before he could say, however, you were meant to be in Gryffindor and I did a good job and I was right to put you there. Harry's just mad and takes the hat off. Yeah. I have a new idea for the sorting hat. Okay. Send it back to school. Let it get its uh, license. Have it become a psychiatrist. Oh, my gosh. Let all the students put on the hat to work through their ish. And the hat will just be like, I know you. You're doing your best. 
Honestly, maybe try this. Oh, that's so good. Because like, what better than just like a magical object who like his his real actual job is to like figure out the essence of a person and put them where they're going to succeed the most. Oh. So it's like the hat already has the skill to like read someone very deeply. So I'm like, give him a better job than to just sit on the shelf for a whole year to think of a next song you know I literally don't know why this is making me feel so emotional (laughs) but I would love a hat right now a sorting therapy hat right yes and it's fine you know I can wait a week between sessions like I need but just like to for like an hour put that hat on my head an hour a week and let me just and you don't even have to like say out loud what Mm -mm, it is mm -mm. you just like think about it and that's like I got you. So good. I love this so much. Sorting therapy. Anyway, I just wish that the hat would have led with, Harry, you are in the right house. Mm -hmm. 100%. I did not make a mistake. I do not make mistakes. He didn't. He led with the wrong. He buried the lead and it was was too much for Harry to take. So he tells the hat, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just feeling awful. And then he hears this gagging noise from behind him. Imagine. When in Dumbledore's <laughs> office. And he like slowly turns around like, do I want to see? Will you read the description of the bird? Standing on a golden perch behind the door was a decrepit looking bird that resembled a half-plucked turkey. Oh, poor fox. He's <laughs> decrepit looking half-plucked turkey. <laughs> Harry thought it looked very ill. Its eyes were dull. And even as Harry watched, a couple more feathers fell out of its tail. <laughs> And Harry's like, oh, God, I hope that bird doesn't die while I'm in here all alone. (laughs) And then guess what? It dies. It just straight up dies while he's in there all alone. (laughs) It bursts into flames. And Harry's like, ah. And he's also like, where's a cup of water when you need to put out a bird? (laughs) Who keeps a cup of water on their desk? No one. No one. He just he didn't know about the pensive. He could have just picked up that thing. Here's and some memories. It. <laughs> He's just like, oh my gosh! And then, then and only then, Dumbledore decides to show up conveniently. Amen. I knew- and where did McGonagall go? Mm-hmm. There's obviously a back way out of his office, or she was like, "You just drew that bubble bath and you didn't get in." <laughs> Don't mind if I do. My office doesn't have a 12-claw-footed tub. No, it doesn't have the best tub in the whole castle. But it doesn't matter. This one's finished and ready. Mm-hmm. Glistening bubbles. Some are floating around the room. A little harp strumming in the corner. <laughs> All of them are rainbow. And she's like, <clears throat> Albus, give me one hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> do not come back till then. And he's like, I'll take care of the boy. So he shows up and Harry's like, I swear I did not kill your bird. And Dumbledore (laughs) is like, oh, you didn't. Fox is a phoenix. It is a gorgeous, amazing, powerful bird. So a phoenix is a type of magical creature that uh, can carry great heavy loads. It has magical tears. Like if you get mortally wounded, it can save you. (laughs) And the cool thing about it is that it dies because I think it's kind of the beauty of the phoenix is that like everything dies in life. But, you know, like jobs, people our relationships like everything dies and the beauty of the phoenix is that it teaches us that even in a like scary painful horrifying death 
you can be reborn into something else. Your relationship can be reborn. Your job, like everything about your life can be reborn. I love the Phoenix. It's a great mythology. It really makes me happy. It's such a like comforting, magical creature to have in my head. I love a Phoenix. I do want to point out uh, something about this sentence while Mm -hmm. we're on it. Mm -hmm. So Dumbledore is describing all of Fox's features and he ends with, they make highly faithful pets and faithful is italicized. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was wondering if you're, because I was like, I don't have time to write out all my thoughts about this. So yeah. Yeah, I just, I find it curious that someone such as Dumbledore of course, wants a very faithful pet. Mm. I wonder what shady shit Dumbledore has <laughs> Fox doing for him, you know? Well, you know, I mean, he uses Fox just like he uses everybody else. Uh, this is a spoiler alert, but like way in the future, he uses Fox to help him literally escape from Hogwarts. And there is a huge fan theory, and it's not true. It's not, it's just like a, it was a theory before we knew that Dumbledore had actually died, but that he was Fox somehow, and that he had become a phoenix and like died and then been reborn. But anyway, it's a cool, that is very interesting. Because it's like Fox can literally heal wounds Mm -hmm. and Luckily, you don't ever have to have another pet in your whole life because this one just keeps coming back. Yeah. And it's super faithful to you. So Very cool. I definitely think this pairing fits. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And then he's like, it's too bad you had to meet him on a burning day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm surprised that Harry's still standing up. (laughs) But I guess he's been through enough trauma that he's just like, I'm just going to stand here in shock for a while. And Dumbledore does not think he petrified anyone. Like, we learn this because what happens next is Harry's like, I I swear to God, I didn't attack anybody. And Dumbledore's, you know, like, well, Harry, I you. And then suddenly the door like slams wide open and it's Hagrid and he's freaking out. He's probably got rooster swinging in his hand. And he's like, Harry didn't do it. I swear I'll stand in front of any judge in the world. And Dumbledore's like, Hagrid, 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 <coughs> Hagrid. I know Harry didn't do it. And Hagrid's like, oh, oh, okay. Bye. And he leaves. <laughs> and Dumbledore's like, I know you didn't do it, but I still think we should talk. And then he proceeds to do the Dumbledore thing where he's like, let's talk, and then doesn't talk. Well, what he does is very uh, Dumbledore-ish, where he he doesn't even tell Harry what he wants to talk to him about. He just says, is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? And then stares at Harry while Harry thinks about every bad thing that's happening and he doesn't want to talk to Dumbledore about. Uh, But because Dumbledore can read his mind, he now knows all the things that Harry doesn't want to say to him, which is super manipulative. He definitely sat there and used his occlumency skills on Harry. Mm -hmm. It's so rude. Yeah. And of course, Harry, he's he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody I can hear voices. I I wouldn't tell anybody for a million galleons like never am I going to tell anybody but now Dumbledore because he's Dumbledore and he can read minds whatever and so then he's like okay bye which really sucks because at this point Harry does need somebody to tell him that that's okay and it's not bad he needs Dumbledore 
most of all, to be like, is there something weird? Like, I heard that you can speak parcel tongue and that's okay. The same thing that you said last episode where it's like, I speak like a hundred languages. It's fine. No, none of that. None of it. No communication at Harry's like most needed communication time. It's so, so sad. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't offer up anything. So literally nothing is figured out yeah. at all. Harry's just sent on his way. Yeah, Harry Dumbledore just used this as like an information gathering. I hate it so chat, much. So chat. back at chat. Uh-huh. So back at school, everyone is absolutely freaking out about the attacks by now. So the, there's like a mad rush to get out of the school for Christmas break. And only a few people are staying for Christmas, including the Gryffindor trio and what I am going to now refer to as the Slytherin trio. Yeah. I didn't realize until literally this morning that Draco found his own two best friends he's so obsessed with these guys <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> so harry's glad he's like it'll make it easier to get info plus um once everybody's gone i won't be like being picked on at every single freaking moment of my life because <laughs> what's happening is he's like walking through the hallways just minding his own business going to class and people are literally like hissing at I him i was gonna say did you guys know the Collins are at hogwarts this year <laughs> yeah, rosalie is just like poor harry but it's so cool because our boys the twins my my boyfriend and his twin brother are being (laughs) harry's bodyguards hilariously they're like walking in front of him as he goes from class to class screaming make way for slytherin's air and the funniest, funniest things. Percy is like super embarrassed and pissed off about it. And every time Ginny sees them do anything like that, she just starts wailing. Wailing is the word. Like she's crying, sobbing. It's a nightmare for her. Uh, Harry likes it. He's like, this is great. I think they're funny. He loves seeing that they think it's ridiculous. Malfoy, he hates it. <laughs> and they're like, Ron's like, it's because he thinks you're getting credit for all of his work beautiful it's a beautiful little thing yeah. hermione doesn't care about any of this she's just super excited because the potion is almost ready oh yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah finally it's christmas break and harry is loving that the only people left in Gryffindor tower are the trio and the rest of the weasleys because then they can all be as obnoxious as they want to be oh yeah it's like the burrow times one million because it's so big mm-hmm. and nice and so they can just play exploding snap and i'm sure the twins are just singing and running around and oh Percy's so annoyed that he just like keeps taking off (laughs) it's really great it's so joyful it's Christmas morning and the boys of course are sleeping in because that's what you do but Hermione nope she's super excited she runs into their dormitories she pulls off their blankets she's opening the curtains and she gives them their presents and she proudly announces that the potion is ready and that they should do it tonight and then so cute Remember how Hedwig got really mad at Harry and Ron about the car? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she, like, flew away. Well, as far as I can tell, she hasn't talked to Harry since then. Right, yeah. She's been She's probably just flying in, and it's a drop of a letter. They fly away. (laughs) She's like, I'm not talking to you. But she flies in, and it's Christmas, and she gives him a little nip. And he's like, oh, are you talking to me again? And it's really sweet. And then she gives him his present from the Dursleys, which is a toothpick and a letter saying... (laughs) Can you stay for summer, too? A toothpick. (laughs) grief. Very cool. I want to talk about the timing of the polyjuice potion. Okay. Because when they began it, 
Hermione knew exactly how many days it would take before it is ready, and it is very odd to me that they do not plan on when to use it until the day that it's ready. It is so weird. I know Hermione knew this whole time. That it was going to be ready on Christmas Day. Of course, she planned it on her calendar. She has, this day needs these ingredients. This day, it's color-coded. Like, she has a polyjuice calendar in her notebook, right? Okay. But Harry and her and Ron don't even consider it. So the mental load that Hermione is carrying with yes. this potion is intense. And it makes me so mad uh-huh. that Harry and Ron put absolutely no thought whatsoever in how to execute this. Okay, then let's talk about this because... Yeah, this was this is a theme throughout the rest of my whole chapter. It made me scream uh-huh. the whole time. Okay, so she she not only has she gotten the polyjuice potion perfectly ready on Christmas Day, and Ron and her Ron and Harry are just like surprised. So obviously they haven't even paid attention at all to what day it was going to be ready, and they're like, "Doesn't that sound dangerous?" And she's like, "No, it's the perfect night." One thing that happens right before all of this is that Harry got a bunch of awesome presents oh, yeah. for Christmas from his friends and the Weasleys, and uh, when he gets his present from Mrs. Weasley, he's like feels this super like big pang of like guilt about their car, but since it's Christmas, they get to enjoy the best dinner of the year. It's so funny, and Hermione is completely right because all the teachers and all the adults are getting totally smashed. Mm-hmm. So. They're distracted because they're all like wasted and hanging out and having a yummy dinner. They're singing carols. Percy gets really mad because everybody's making fun of him because his prefect badge says pinhead that he doesn't know. And it's mm-hmm. real funny. So he leaves. Draco's being an asshole. All is well. Hermione is super excited about the evening. She does this other thing where she has to remind them, Emily, that part of their job is to get a piece of, a bit of the person that they're turning into. And they're like surprised again. They're like, wait, that sounds gross. And she's like, don't worry, I've got it all figured out. So not only did she get it ready on exactly the day, and they haven't listened to her that this was the day. I'm sure she's been saying it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the day she reminds them that they've got to get a bit of the people. And they're like, how the heck are we going to do that? And she's like, don't worry, I took care of this for you. Not only did, don't worry everyone, Hermione has it all figured out. Those are the words I wrote. She knows that crab and Goyle are the best choice. So she also made a sleeping draft and baked some cakes. Literally made another potion and a baking. Above and beyond making the polyjuice potion and doing everything else and doing all her homework and making sure that the boys are taken care of with their homework too and making them presents, blah, 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 blah. She chose the two people that they had to get because they weren't going to think about that. Mm -hmm. And then she made a sleeping draft and cakes. So she could drug them and take a bit of them for the potion. The boys are like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. And he, she is like, I am not worried at all. And they're like, whose bits are have you stolen? Whose <laughs> bits? <laughs> and her plan is actually really awful. This is like the only place where Hermione kind of falls apart. Because what she has done is like when she was in the dueling club and had that big like wrestling fight with Millicent, after she was done, there was like a little piece of hair on her cloak and she just assumed that it was Millicent's hair. A cat hair and a human hair are very different hairs. They're very different. I would never look at a cat hair on my shirt and be like, oh, this is obviously my child's hair. (laughs) No, Hermione. I just feel like it's part of her being like too overwhelmed with like all that she has to take care of and 
boy, do I get that. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm the one taking care of like all this shit. It's like, no wonder I let my own stuff fall through the cracks. Oh, yeah. It's the classic. Mm. You get 95% of everything done, but that last 5% bites you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so she's like, I got this piece of hair and I'll just, I know that she went home for Christmas, but I'll just tell them I came back. No, that's not going to work. Why? You came back at 11 o'clock at night on Christmas night? How? No. Also, when real Millicent comes back, they're like, why were you just here for one hour Christmas Eve? And then you left again. She'll be like, what are you talking about? And then it'll be this huge, like, doppelganger situation. So I just wrote, fine, period. (laughs) Mostly, the plan is going to perfection. Uh... To the boys' surprise. The boys are, like, actually surprised. The idiots, Crab and Goyle, actually do eat the drugged cakes and pass the fuck out. (laughs) That they left on the Newell post. Yes, I love that so much. Harry and Ron, they, like, drag these huge boys and shove them in a closet. And then they they steal their hair and their shoes. But Um, why only their shoes as well? It's It's so stupid. If you're going to go out of your way to make get the shoes you would think that they could put two and two together and be like oh we also need bigger robes <laughs> they don't think of it they don't take crab and goyle's robes and i'm like i understand like it's really smart to take the shoes but what are you gonna do when also your robes are tiny and you're like the hulk mm-hmm. or like your pants ripped i don't they're I don't. doing like 12 percent of what <laughs> they need to be doing <laughs> So they go back up to Myrtle's bathroom, and of course Hermione is in there, like feverishly working away. She's got the potion like perfectly finished. She also made sure that she grabbed bigger robes from the laundry. I'm sure she got shoes too, but then she looked and saw that at least they got the shoes. So she's made sure that she got new robes. She's got the potion. She got the people. She got the sleeping draft. She got the cakes. This is all Hermione. They didn't do anything. And I'm going to get more into what they didn't do in just a sec because it's even more infuriating than any of this. So she's like, you only have an hour. We only have an hour, so here we go. She takes the three cups that she also made sure to bring with her, and she puts a little bit of potion into each of the cups, and she's like, go ahead and put your bits of your people in the potions, and so they do, and they kind of, like, gross out, you know, and then Harry's like, "Uh, I think we should do this in three different styles, because if we turn into these guys in here, we're all going to be stuck. So they smartly go into the three different stalls, and they count to three, and they drink, and it's a horrible transition. Like, not only does the potion taste terrible, but they also get immediately sick, and fall on the floor, and the pain is excruciating, and it's radiating from every part of their body, and then, uh, yeah, their clothes are way too small when they get done. Like they're they have to. They didn't take their shoes off before they changed. They didn't take their shoes off before they changed. <laughs> Good to scream about it. They're like I just wrote y'all dumb AF. They are. They're so stupid, uh, and I cannot chalk this up to them being twelve. Like they're just idiots. They thought of getting different shoes, I, but didn't think of taking off their current shoes. I know a lot of twelve-year-olds who would have thought of all this, including Hermione. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it doesn't take long and once it's done it like stops hurting and it's it's actually perfect like of course Hermione made the perfect polyjuice potion everything worked out 
wonderfully. Ron and Harry as Crab and Goyle step out and I'm sure are very happy that it worked. And one of them even says, unbelievable. I think that's because they look just like the people, but I'm like, you got to realize that this is unbelievable because that was like the hardest thing anybody at your school has ever done. Uh (laughs) So they know they need to go. And guess what, everybody? These guys never... In all of the two months that it took to make this this polyjuice potion and do this plan, they never once took the time to learn where the Slytherin common room is. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even consider that once they were Crab and Goyle, they would have to go down to the common room. Cool, huh? I, I'm, I, can't, I, I can't. No words. It's there just aren't any, so stupid. It's They're so awful. They would have deserved it if they spent Hermione's perfect potion just wandering around the castle for an hour. The, I wouldn't have felt bad for them at all. And they basically do that. So <laughs> let's see. Oh, I'm so mad. Okay. So anyway, they say they need to go. They've already wasted like five minutes just staring at each other. And Hermione's like, I'm not coming. And they're like, oh, we don't have any more time to waste. So they have to go without her. And she refuses to come out anyway. So honestly, these idiots are infuriating. They don't know where they're going. And they don't have a plan either. They literally don't even have a plan. They're like, I guess we just have to find the common rooms and then... I guess just like ask Draco. No plan. No plan. Not <clears throat> they don't even do a stupid plan, like go back to the Great Hall where probably some Slytherins <laughs> still are and they're like No. Someone was asking for you in the dormitory. It sounded urgent, but I don't know who it was. So that that person would get up and go to Honestly, that they, they could follow. Here's a bigger problem. They don't even know who any of the Slytherins are. They see this random girl and they're like, will you tell us where our common room is? Which is like the stupidest thing ever. And it's this girl's a Ravenclaw and she is fully offended. She's like, fuck you. I'm a Ravenclaw and like walks away. And then they still don't know what to do. So um, they just literally wander around. For who knows how long until they see someone and they're like, oh, there's somebody. But guess what? It's literally Percy Weasley. (laughs) So they're just like downstairs wandering around the castle and they see Percy and Ron's like, what are you doing down here? (laughs) And of course, he thinks that they're Crab and Goyle. And he's like, I'm a prefect. Don't ask me what I'm doing down here. Is the girl they ran into Penelope? Is Penelope a Ravenclaw? I don't know. Or her I and thought, Percy getting it on down there? I thought... <laughs> and she just left a couple minutes early and was like, wait here before you follow. <laughs> Maybe, yes. Maybe. Why were they downstairs, though? Because nobody's going down there? Yeah. Because there's only three Slytherins that stayed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks they're Crab and Goyle, so he just yells at them. Of course, though, he would have yelled at Ron and Harry, too. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they're about to have a fight with Percy when Malfoy... Luckily, literally by the grace of Carlisle Colin, comes sauntering up to them. And Percy is super offended that anyone would be rude to a prefect. Like, he's also thinks it's him. He thinks Percy Weasley thinks that being a a prefect makes him invulnerable to being attacked by this by the heir of Slytherin. Yeah. What a pompous ass. Oh, yeah. Like, that is so that's the most like 
white man privilege I can imagine. I have a title, so I am better than you. Yes. (laughs) Like, what? I'm a monster doesn't give. I'm older than you. I've got power. I'm not going to get attacked by this thing. What? No, it's so, so annoying. So then, um, the new Slytherin trio and Percy part ways. Uh, Malfoy leads them down the hallway to a wall and he's like, what was the password again? Oh, yeah. Pure blood. I'm confused. Who's making these passwords? Not only is it the worst password I can imagine, and you know it's like the prefect of the Slytherin house, but like, does he really not remember it? Is it brand new? Did they just tell him earlier that day? They might have changed on Christmas. Maybe. I don't know. Is it, what is it again? Oh, yeah. Pure blood. Why Why are they being enabled to be terrible people? Uh, it's just literally the KKK down there. Yeah. <laughs> and Dumbledore's like, yeah, Snape, you can just give them whatever fucked up passwords you want. It's so bad. So anyway, the wall opens up and they go into the common room. And he's like, wait here while I go get it. My dad just sent it to me. You'll love it. And I'm like, the fuck is he going to go get? <laughs> so he comes back with a clipped out from the newspaper news article and he shoves it under their noses and he's like, look at this. Isn't it hilarious? And it's a news article about how <clears throat> Arthur Weasley has been fined a whole bunch of money for his muggle car that had been bewitched. And also he has been called to resign from the ministry. And when they went to interview him, Molly Weasley is so badass that she was like, get out of here, I'll send our ghoul on you. Love her. So Malfoy, guys, he just is getting more and more obsessed with the Weasleys. It's embarrassing at this point. He's obsessed with all three of them equally for different reasons. And it's so weird. It is so weird and inappropriate. Like this is just like the scene at uh, the bad wizard shop at the beginning of the book when Lucius is like totally obsessed with the Weasleys, except that it's Malfoy and his buddies. It's Draco and his buddies. So he's like. Um, I'm totally obsessed with the Weasleys and I don't understand why you guys aren't laughing. This is so funny. And then Ron's like, oh yeah. Oh, I just have a stomach ache. But of course, Ron is like, shit. Like, I did not think about that. Like, my dad could lose his job. I'm totally devastated. Uh, so then we get this whole monologue from Draco about how, his dad is trying to get Dumbledore sacked, and the Daily Prophet isn't reporting the attacks at the school. And then we learn that for some reason, Draco has a personal problem with Colin Creepy. <laughs> he's like, go upstairs and kick those mudbloods for me. And he's like, and can you believe they sent garbage like that Creepy to the school? And I'm like, <laughs> it's because he's offended that no first years are obsessed with him like Colin is, that- is with Harry. Because then he's like... And he's like clicking a, ca- a pretend camera like, oh, Potter, let me take pictures. And I'm like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, he's embarrassing. Yeah. I, and if I could never be friends with this person because he all he wants to do is talk about these people who he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my I do have to say that I agree with Lucius here because he's like, um, Dumbledore's the worst thing that ever happened to Hogwarts. <laughs> and why is the Daily Prophet not covering these attacks at Hogwarts? Yeah, obviously, true. Obviously, Dumbledore is doing something to hide the fact that it's happening, because it is weird that the Prophet isn't isn't 
reporting on it. it it should be reported on if something like this was happening at my kid's school and my kid just like for some reason whatever reason didn't tell me I need to know yeah and so are the parents not being told too? because for it to not be reported when the kids are literally being petrified that's a big deal. You take all the students out of the school until you fix the problem. It's none of this is okay, period. <laughs> so Malfoy puts on his like, all the Gryffindors are idiots, one man show. But Crabbe and Goyle like totally aren't impressed. And Malfoy just keeps going and going. And then we learn that he has zero idea who the attacker is. He finally like says like, he's like, I don't know who it is. Like I've told you, I don't know who it is. And my dad won't tell me anything. And my dad just keeps telling me to like keep my nose out of it and just let the attacker do what they're doing. And you know what I really hope? I hope that the next victim is Granger. Yeah, I'm sure you're not completely in love with her. I'm sure you're not wanking off under your sheets at night <laughs> thinking about Hermione Granger, yeah. Draco Malfoy. Good um, Lord. Yeah, this kind of um, clarifies to me that the only thing that Lucius knows is that this diary unleashes a yeah. monster in the school that goes after Muggleborn. Yeah, students. yeah. I mean, we've already, you so mostly like, have already talked about how. He doesn't actually know what's happening, but he's going along with something mm -hmm. anyway. But where is he getting his ideas from? You know? Yeah. It's really weird because it was it him writing in the diary and then the diary was like, make sure I get to Hogwarts. Maybe. 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 We don't know. I don't know. So when Ron hears that Draco is in love with Hermione, he almost <laughs> kills Draco. <laughs> but Harry's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And Malfoy just keeps like babbling on and on about how the last time the chamber was opened, the person who opened it probably got sent to the wizard prison Azkaban and is still there. And that Lucius tells Malfoy to keep his head down and just let the attacks happen. And that also there have been ministry raids on the Malfoy Manor, which they live in a manor. I don't even know what a manor is, but it sounds pretentious. It's big. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> so, but the ministry has been raiding their house, just like we thought at the beginning of the book, because they've got tons and tons of like really dark magical items there. And suddenly Ron looks at Harry and just goes, oh, <laughs> And then Harry looks at Ron and is like, oh, because they're turning back into each other like their hours up. Yeah. Right. As Malfoy's talking about how when they were at their house, they didn't find much, Ugh. but they did find some dark arts artifacts. And they're just like, well, you can have three. But if you had four, <laughs> we'd have to bring you in. Like what? what? That sounds about white. Yeah. But <laughs> Draco me. Tips off Ron that they didn't look under their drawing room floor. Oh, yeah. So Ron's like, thank you, Malfoy. And then Harry's like, uh, <laughs> your bangs are orange. Your nose looks real long. <laughs> um, so they're like, uh, I have to go get medicine for my stomach ache. And they run upstairs and they finally get up to the bathroom after they've like ditched the shoes and stuff. They're glad that it wasn't a total waste because they did learn about like the drawing room floor secret and um, that Draco doesn't actually know anything. It's not him. And they're all back to normal by now. So they're like, all right, Hermione, come out. And she's like, heck no, I'm not coming out ever. And Myrtle 
like comes out and she's all giggling and she's like it's just awful and then Hermione finally comes out and poor baby she's got her robes like pulled up over her head (laughs) just like did she do it like collar up or like bottom up well she can't let those paws be seen either (laughs) so she's like collar up above head um and they're like, what is going on? And finally, she puts her robes down like a little bit. And she's got cute little black triangle ears and little black fur all over her Some face. Eyebrow whiskers. Some little whiskers. She's got big yellow lamp light eyes. Uh, she's a cat. She turned into a cat. She goes, it was a c- cat hair. <laughs> She's just crying. And she's like, animal hair is not for polyjuice. And Myrtle is super rude. But guys, sweet, sweet Harry Potter. He goes, you know what, Hermione? It's okay. Let's go to the hospital. Madam Pomfrey hardly ever asks any questions. Remember when Pomfrey let Ron get away with being bit by a dragon for like two months? Yeah. They know. They're going to take her there. And Pomfrey's going to be like, oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be hard, but I can take care of this. Yeah. And so they head off to the hospital. Yeah. If you guys want to hear a really good discussion about Madame Pomfrey's decision making about telling and not telling things, you should go listen to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Yeah. Because they did this episode literally this week. Yeah, we are on the same schedule as them right now. And it's only for a limited time. Yeah, but their (laughs) combo was really good. Yeah. So go listen to that. 100% um, give my support to that too. They're wonderful. Um, So that's the chapter. It's It goes really well for the most part. I mean, there was a little snafu of Hermione turning herself into Millicent cat but um they did learn a lot and we also were just like more than confirmed that Draco has a an unhealthy obsession with these three kids yeah I don't yeah. like it <laughs> he's like Hermione is the only one smarter than me in all my classes she can go fuck herself with me with me herself with me in the room Harry is so popular and why were we not didn't he not why didn't he choose me to be his bestie I don't know <laughs> fuck him I tried so also, hard I'll watch <laughs> And Ron has the exact family I don't have, all these siblings, and his dad actually pays attention to him, so fuck all of them. And his brothers are so funny, so fuck them with me at the same time. (laughs) It's hard to be Draco. (laughs) It has to be. He's miserable. Ugh, man. uh, Anyway, I cannot wait to get into the rest of this book. Yeah. All right. So our next chapter in the book is chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary, which happens on Valentine's Day. So we have quite a bit of a break coming up between now and our next episode. And we've decided to take a little bit of time off so we can wrap up this year, plan out next year, (laughs) catch our breaths, fold our laundry. Oh, my goodness. You know. Uh, So we will be away for just a couple weeks, but we'll be back with that chapter in February. Yep. And I can't wait. And right now we're going to go record our Patreon only Patronisode. And so we will see you guys in a little while. And until then, let's let's create create something something magical magical together. together. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
Maybe. 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 We don't know. I don't know. You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at rememberharrypotterpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you.